It's not about Jewish people or Judaism. It is about Zionism. Zionism is completely different than Judaism. The assumption that all Jews are uncritically in support of Israel's actions is anti-Semitic. Russia blames West after anti-Semitic mob storms Dagestan airport. People in Dagestan basically tried to do a pogrom but like i feel like in order to be able to do a pogrom you need to have jewish people to begin with and uh the the jewish population of dagestan is incredibly tiny not to say that this still is not horrifying it absolutely is but yes they did an anti-semitic riot at the airport after uh a a flight from tel aviv to dagestan came in completely unacceptable but called let's take on a Russia look. to protect its citizens and jews after a mob stormed the main airport in Russia's Dagestan region following the arrival of a plane from Israel. As many as 20 people were injured in the riot. Do you condemn Dagestan? I condemn any and all anti-Semitic actions. It is insane, okay? I have always and will always condemn anti-Semitic actions. This is, you know, a very consistent opinion that I have always had. I am a fan of finding anti-Semites and punishing them in an apt fashion. Anti-Semitism is one of the oldest forms of bigotry. It is the OG bigotry, and in many circumstances, it is literally the greatest indication that someone is possibly a fascist. Were they targeting Jews or Israeli? Not that it changed how bad it is. No, it doesn't matter. What do, we, what do you mean? There's no fucking like anti-Zionist action there, okay? Ridiculous. Anyone who does not recognize that is a either a liar or completely disillusioned. How do you fall out of this framing? They're turning protests against an Israeli flight to a pogrom. Why are they protesting against an Israeli flight, a flight out of Israel? How many Zionists are flying out of Israel into fucking Dagestan? Think about that a little bit. Please, do not be stupid, okay? There is no reason to be like, this is actually a dedicated anti-Zionist action. No, I will stand and defend all matter of pro-Palestinian protests. This one is not a pro-Palestinian protest. It's actually very similar to what you have seen, what Jews have seen historically, both in Russia and everywhere else in Europe. Ridiculous. That conflation is anti-Semitic. That conflation is also anti-Semitic when the Zionist state claims uh, and makes that conflation that this is the Zionist project is one that has all of the interests of the Jews uh, globally and all Jews globally love Israel and unconditionally support Israel. It is anti-Semitic when they say it and it's anti-Semitic when some fucking Dagestani uh, losers say it too. That's it. Now, of course, this is happening and it, it is is completely fucking unacceptable, but this does not all of a sudden change my perspective on the Palestinian plight. I just want you to understand that would be fucking psychotic. They were reportedly looking for Israeli citizens after a plane arrived from Israel. Authorities closed the airport and security forces were deployed at the site. Dagestan's religious leader has called for calm. This issue cannot be resolved in this way. We will talk with the relevant people and will continue to try to resolve the issue differently, not with emotions, not with rallies, in an appropriate way. After the I refuse to believe this is anti-Semitic. Okay, well, you're a fucking idiot then, dude. You're literally a fucking dumbass. You're, you're stupid if you think that that's... Yeah, no, totally. Chatter saying you support this. Why? Because chatters are fucking dumb, okay? A lot of people are stupid, and they don't see a difference between genuinely protesting Israel's war crimes against Palestinians, for example, and just, like, motherfucking... 
is running up to a goddamn airplane landing in a fucking airport because it came from Tel Aviv to Dagestan looking for Jews on a flight. There is nothing revolutionary or adequate about a lynch mob, dude. And not only that, but also the Telegram channels where these uh, these these programs were potentially organized are, from as far as I understand, the Telegram channel is now shut off and Russia has immediately been like, oh, this was uh, some... Ukrainian dude who owned the Telegram channel. That doesn't change the reality that there's still a ton of people who fucking were angry and uh, upset enough and dumb enough to go and do such a thing. Do you have to explicitly say you condemn this every 20 seconds? No, but I do want to make something clear, okay? Anti-Zionism is not anti-Semitism. Their video titles published on social media were looking for every Jew in the airport. Yeah, there is no... There is no, this is not like morally permissible in any capacity. Like there is no, that, that it's insane. That's an insane thing. I think labeling their rage as anti-Semitic is a stretch. It's 100% not a stretch. It's not, it's not a stretch at all. This is exactly the type of anti-Semitism that was born. I won't say this for Dagestan, but the exact type of anti-Semitism that, that was born out of the Zionist project being linked to Jewish people across the board and not necessarily a simple colonial act to develop a nation state. This is why we talk about the historical, the historical context behind Arabs, Arab Jews, and Arab Muslims peacefully coexisting in comparison to their European counterparts for a very long time before British mandate Palestinian immigration occurred and before the uh, Israeli nation state was violently, violently created. Arab and Muslim anti-Semitism is an invention of, of modern day contemporary relationships between Jewish people and Zionist people and, and Muslim people and Arabs in general. And it is completely unacceptable. Well, for many, what happened in Dagestan, Michael, tonight came as a shock. And that is, of course, uh, not in Dagestan itself, but in Dagestan, I spoke to some people from Dagestan who said very clearly that this angry crowd last night wasn't representative of the entire republic. But at the same time, they said that certain anti-Semitic tendencies are nevertheless very clear in Dagestan as well as, as, as everywhere in Russia nowadays. So the result of last day night is 60 people were arrested, 20 people were injured, two of them very seriously. And I'll take it one step further. Similar things are also happening in Turkey. This does not mean that all Palestinians protests in Turkey are anti-Semitic in nature? Of course, that's not the case. However, are there anti-Semitic actions occurring in Turkey as well? Absolutely. Because the Zionist project relies on making the world think that the uh, Israeli state's actions correspond to the interests of all Jews all around the world. This does not make anti-Semitism uh, anti justifiable. It absolutely does not. I condemn it, and I always will and I will always continue to condemn anti-Semitism. But this conflation is not specifically done by uh, anti-Semitic people. It's not only done by anti-Semitic people in places like Turkey or in the Muslim world. It is done by the Zionist leadership, ultra-Zionists, both in Israel and also ultra-Zionist propaganda in the Western world as well. The very notion, the very conflation is done by the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, that claims, that seeks to say anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. This is not true. Are there anti-Semitic protesters? Absolutely. Is there anti-Semitism in the anti-Zionism movement? Absolutely. This is true. But to assume that all Jews are monolithic, to assume that all Jews in their heart know that Israel is always in the right is anti-Semitic. It's anti-Semitic when fucking dumbass Nazis say it. It's anti-Semitic when these uh, dildos.
Dagestan do it, and it's anti-Semitic when Benjamin Netanyahu says it too. So there is more on uh, the the anti-Semitism that I want to talk about. One thing that I wanted to mention was also what happened in Colombia law, or not Colombia law, just uh, Colombia. So something that I wanted to uh, talk about, currently on Cornell Discussion Forum, the Kosher Dining Hall, 104 West, is now on lockdown, and Jewish students are scared to leave their rooms. If you see a Jewish person on campus, follow them home and slit their throats. Rat needs to be eliminated from Cornell, posted by Jew Evil. The genocidal fascist Zionist regime will be destroyed, rape and kill all the Jew women before the birth more Jewish Hitlers. Jews are excrement on the face of the earth. No Jew civilian is innocent of genocide. Posted by Hamas warrior. Gonna shoot up 104 West. Allahu Akbar. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Glory to Hamas. Liberation by any means necessary. Posted by kill Jews. If you think that this was written, any of these were written by Palestinians or Arabs or Muslims, you are an easily tricked adult. This is such a clear-cut Nazi opportunist operation. It's got, it's the classic Black's Rule moment, okay? First of all, I mean, we can analyze it if you want. No Muslim is going to write Allahu Akbar without capitalizing Allah or Akbar, okay? One thousand, one million percent, an operation that is either, I mean, you say Fed posting, I think it's just probably 4chan trolls. The Jewish house on Cornell is yet another literal and symbolic form of apartheid and genocide on campus. It stands on land forcibly stolen from native people who had their identity erased. It enforces strict dietary and religious customs. In my opinion, it should be torn down and illegal settlers relocated by Jew genocide. Eliminate Jewish living from Cornell campus. So I want to point to something here, okay? 100% this should be taken seriously. I say that completely. Okay, I say that unconditionally. They should be taken seriously. They should they should find who posted these things. And the FBI is probably already in, uh, uh, involved in this. Yeah, that is what Muslims hate about Jewish people. Dietary restrictions like not eating pork. Exactly. The, the most likely cause of this is, as always, white supremacist opportunists. If you recall, when we were looking at the lobby documentary that Al Jazeera did, and they went to, uh, what was it, Cal State? Was it UC San Diego or something? Or was it Cal State? That one school where they did a, a an organized protest, and immediately after this organized protest, after like a BDS vote passed, there was a uh, AEPI, UC Davis AEPI, had a swastika drawn outside of their frat house, okay? It's a Jewish fraternity. There was, of course, no reason why the, the Muslim students would ever do that. Okay, why would they do that? They had won a BDS vote. Why would they f also post a swastika? Because Nazis, neo-Nazis hate Muslims. Okay, this is something that is like weirdly forgotten in this conversation. Like, yeah, Nazis hate Jews. You know who else they also hate? Muslims, Arabs, brown people. It was very likely at the time, and according to the people that were interviewed, done by a bunch of white supremacist trolls who were opportunists. And yet it was presented in the media as though, and unequivocally presented in the media as though, like, the Muslim students had something to do with it. This is gross. I argue against all forms of bigotry, which of course includes Islamophobia. There are always white supremacist forces that are opportunist and will 1,000%, 1,000 percent take advantage of a situation like this i have always told you time and time again if you are jewish in the united states of america your biggest threat is not muslims and it's not palestinian protesters it is white supremacist neo-nazis same goes for muslims as well the largest threat that muslims face in the united states of america do not come from jews it comes once again, from white supremacists, neo-Nazis, and racist people in general. That's it. So I do hope the Cornell Police, State Police, and the FBI, who have now been alerted to this hate crime, because this is what it is, will work actively to find who the fuck wrote these things, and we'll be, uh, we'll be dealing with them.
adequately. That's so wrong. Zionists are perpetrators of hate crimes against Muslims. I'm not defending white psychos, but they are a tool for Zionists to see Muslims hurt. Unless you are using Zionists as a substitute for Jews here, I don't know what to tell you because a lot of white supremacists in the United States of America are Zionists. The evangelical Protestant movement in this country has theological reasons for being the most dedicated ultra-Zionists, regardless of how anti-Semitic they are. Hello? The largest amount of support that goes into settlements increasing in the West Bank do not come from American Jews. White evangelical Protestants are the biggest backers of all the 501c3s that work specifically in building out settlements in the West Bank. We have a literal evangelical Christian that volunteered to work with the IDF. Like he has the, he wore an IDF uh, garb to Congress like last week. He's not Jewish. He's Christian. He went and he volunteered to serve in the IDF. He wore an IDF uniform. He's not Jewish. Yeah, bro thinks he's on the team. Sorry if this sounds dumb, but if America doesn't care about Jews, then why is it in such strong support of Israel? I've said this a million times over, but I guess it has to be repeated time and time again. America's interest in Israel is because Israel is basically a state, a United States of America state that is an un unsinkable aircraft carrier that has its own surveillance and espionage apparatus that collaborates with our surveillance and espionage apparatus. America utilizes Israel as an extension of its own interests in destabilizing a resource-rich region. Because Israel's is a supposed democracy? It's not. It's not. Israel's not a democracy. Americans do not give a shit about Jewish people. Like, the American government doesn't care about Jewish people. And Israel is not a democracy it's an apartheid state but israel is also basically a satellite state it's a it's an extension of the united states of america in the eyes of the american state department the anti-zionist jews are the minority it doesn't matter the anti-zionist jews are the minority you know who else is the minority zionist jews who do you think how, how many jews live in america in comparison to how many evangelical protestants live in america who unconditionally offer support to israel of course anti-zionist jews are the minority so are Zionist Jews. Jews are the minority in general. Most Zionists around the world, because of just simply population numbers, are Christian. They're Christian Zionists. It's so stupid. The funniest part about this is like, it's not like this is hidden, okay? This is not like a secret. Why do you think the UN ambassador to Israel, while Israel is continuing its ethnic cleansing campaign, that has this time around especially created a lot of commotion for Israel and is actually causing a lot of backlash for Israel. Why did he go to Texas? Why did he go to an evangelical church to speak to people at this random televangelist's church? Why did Gilad Erdan do this? In the words of, of Isaiah, for Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet. We must stand together, Jews and Christians, in our holy mission for the truth. Today, dear friends, is a day of action. For tomorrow, our children and grandchildren will ask, how did you stand with Israel in her hour of need? We are all watching in horror as millions of Muslims around the world hold anti-Semitic protests supporting the genocidal Hamas terrorists. They are spreading this hate loudly. So we need to fight back louder. And Israel needs your voice. 
Why did this guy, a day after he uh, like demanded that the UN General Sec uh, Secretary General uh, resign from his position, a day after that flew to Texas? Why did he do that? Why is he talking to a televangelist and his congregation, a televangelist who famously said God sent Hitler to send the Jews to the Holy Land and many other anti-Semitic things like Hitler was the Antichrist and was half Jew, things of that nature. Why is he speaking in front of him? Why does he not feel threatened? Why does Gilad Ardan, the UN ambassador to Israel, not feel threatened sitting in front of the largest crowd of anti-Semites? Sitting literally uh, in front of an anti-Semite who has said all matter of disgusting things about Jewish people. Why? Ask yourself, why? Because he knows that he doesn't even need American Jews to support Israel. If every single Jewish American today was leading the protest, as many American Jews are, against Zionism, nothing would change in the way that Israel operates. Nothing. It's not about Jewish people or Judaism. It is about Zionism. Zionism is completely different than Judaism. The assumption that all Jews are uncritically in support of Israel's actions is anti-Semitic. Why is he doing this? Why is he talking to this crowd? Because that is a major population that through their own theological justifications of, of how Armageddon will happen will always be the largest population in the United States of America that unconditionally supports Israel. Not Jews, Israel. And it's endless land expansions. This population will do everything it can also to send American Jews to Israel. Why am I talking about this? Because... I need you to understand very clearly that I make no conflations between Zionism and Judaism. It is especially important now to understand that because opportunists like those at the ADL, led by Jonathan Greenblatt, are using this as an opportunity to hammer in that narrative that all matter of Palestinian emancipation protests are actually deeply and undesirably anti-Semitic. Going on national television and looking at edge cases to paint the entirety of the Palestinian movement, which is comprised of a multi-ethnic, incredibly diverse group of individuals from all matter of different backgrounds and age groups, it is disgusting to turn around and claim that the real anti-Semitism in the college campus is coming from Palestinian activists and not white supremacists. Jonathan, you and I spoke for uh, a special that we did last year on growing anti-Semitism in America, and you described the, uh, an the extremism on the right, like a hurricane or, or a tornado and some kind of event that happens very quickly and you can see it. And the anti-Semitism on the left more like climate change, which is slow and growing. How would you describe it now? And do you think that this is a left-right well, issue at this point? It's clear that the hardened anti-Zionists the, from the far left are the photo inverse of the white supremacists from the far right. This is the most piece of shit thing I've ever heard, dude. Anti-Zionists on the far left are the, the exact, the horseshoe theory. They're, they're, they're the same as the, the anti-Semites of the, of the far right. Like, it, this is a deranged, deranged thing to say. It's disgusting. It's untrue, and it betrays the seriousness of the cause. If your goal is to stop anti-Semitism and other forms of bigotry... And, I mean, there is no argument anymore that anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. 
<laughs> no argument anymore. It's just it's a well established fact. Thank you. I mean, to, I mean that is as plain as day, and to think that extremism only comes from one side of the spectrum is a joke. So when I used to say that the heart, the, the anti-Semitism from the left, Dan, was like climate change, getting worse and worse, and it could create the conditions in which storms could happen, this is that Category 5 hurricane. When- yeah, I mean, this is the same principle of, of like, looking at, uh, I don't know, Farrakhan and being like, that's a leftist right there. Look at how anti-Semitic that leftist is. And it's like, dude, come on, come on. Anti-Semitism has no place in the leftist movement. It has never had a space in the leftist movement. The leftist movement is, first and foremost, comprised of revolutionary Jews to begin with, okay? It was literally attacked as a Jewish plot, as a Jewish conspiracy. That's what the Nazis said. That's why the first people they threw in the concentration camps were socialists. It is a very dangerous prospect to make this conflation, which serves the interests of anti-Semites. It all sometimes feels like, especially for christian zionists okay that they have no fear in uh in nazis whatsoever i know that jewish ultra zionists still understandably fear nazis neo-nazis and fascists but i am afraid of this wave of propaganda turning people's uh opinions and dropping them from uh, uh being understandably fearful of the statistical probability that if they do engage if they do withstand some kind of anti-semitic action it will be in the hands of a neo-nazi rather than a muslim person okay but the other side of this also is very frustrating a chatter said what about anti-islam what about Islamophobia and actions such as Islamophobic actions. We do not have a good enough mechanism, unfortunately, in the United States of America, which has in the past three decades made Muslims globally their major enemies in an effort to justify their uh, blood and soil propaganda and imperialist actions in the Middle East. So there is no mechanism to truly figure out exactly what level of anti-Islamophobia or what level of Islamophobia exists in society right now. There was a hate crime that happened in the hands of a landlord, not a Jewish landlord, by the way, a Christian landlord who watched Fox News and was radicalized by right-wing media who ended up stabbing a six-year-old Palestinian kid who hugged him thinking that his friend had come home. This person that he was familiar with stabbed him 26 times and murdered him in an Islamophobic hate crime. Six-year-old Palestinian Muslim kid stabbed the mom as well mom survived a doctor was also stabbed yesterday but of course bigotry doesn't just happen in this kind of like open violent manner bigotry also happens in much more marginal and, and tiny much more invisible ways same with uh anti-semitism and certainly the same with islamophobia now the problem is at least for myself and i know many muslims in the west also probably feel this in their hearts we already know that there is not going to be any kind of uh condemnation for these uh actions for this kind of islamophobia there will not be a, le- a piece of legislation that strikes a balance it just is not even a thing that i expect it's the same principle behind people coming in here and being like you're hamasabi like you love hamas of course you defend palestinians you're muslim like the or of course you're anti-semitic your name is Hama- uh, hamas your name is hassan like 
These kinds of statements are technically very racist and also Islamophobic. They are. But it's also, unfortunately, a part of, of living in the Western world. It's, it's something that every Muslim person, regardless of whether or not they are practicing Muslims or whether or not they look Muslim, because I don't think I look the, the racialized stereotype of what it means to be Muslim. It doesn't matter. It's just a regular part of our existence here. So we don't have the ADL. We have care, which is already considered like a like a f terror cell by so many american institutions like they openly will say care actually supports terrorism globally we got nothing jewish people are being told to avoid kosher dining halls because other students want to quote slit their throat yeah i mean do i think that him using this while having a conversation about leftists and anti-semitism in the left is is good no i think he's a piece of claiming that these guys are leftists that wrote those posts and considering that Jonathan Greenblatt has been working on exposing all matter of bigotry for most of his life he knows better than most people so of course I I'm not going to sit here and act like oh man he probably got swept away and probably assumed that this was leftists who wrote that and uh you know that this is actually uh leftist muslims who wrote that or leftist supporters of palestinian emancipation wrote that no i think he's a f piece of who very deliberately knows better than the average person where that kind of bigotry comes from and is maliciously and cynically using this against the just cause of palestinian emancipation because he also recognizes the writing on the wall that israel's bombing campaign especially this time around has left a bad taste in the mouths of a lot of people in the western world he sees hundreds of thousands of people on the streets protesting against western government inaction or western government action that defends israel he sees all the ceasefire protests and he gets scared not scared because anti-semitic actions are going to harm jewish people in the western world that much is clear to me while anti-semitism is on the rise and anti-Semitic actions against Jewish people always increase around situations like this. If he genuinely cared, he would not make this complete, cynical, awful f conflation. Making it seem as though the left is writing stuff like slit Jewish people's throats. Shut the f*** up. If this was anyone else, if this was anyone else, I would say maybe he doesn't get it. Maybe he's stupid. I do not think he is stupid. I know that a person who has spent so much of his fucking life targeting bigotry and combating bigotry, and many of it also conflating said bigotry to, you know, anti-Israeli sentiment, very cynically, is doing that again. But he's kicked it into the highest of gears he could. Look, Dana, this is a moment of accountability, not just for universities, which, by the way, are failing the test. This is a moment of accountability for America. Well, like is literally saying basically the same shit that Jared Kushner said. Jews are more safe in Saudi Arabia than they are in college campuses in America. No one should think that it is permissible because you don't like policies in the Middle East to threaten violence and incite hate against your Jewish neighbors, your Jewish friends, your Jewish classmates. I have got to say, this is a moment. This is not a moment just for Jews. This yes, he's right. It is not permissible. No one is disagreeing with that. Shadow boxing. Like, how do you not f 
fucking sit there and be like, are there are there people? Like, what are they doing? Do they represent like the broader movement? Do they represent the broader movement? Like, I've never. Of course, that would require them to treat like uh, any kind of Palestinian or any kind of person who is pro-Palestinian to be human beings uh, that, uh, of course, are worthy of like having their points be heard. But that's never gonna happen in mainstream media especially in the west so would love to challenge anyone with this reasoning to cite one example of physical harm actually being carried out instead of supposed anecdotal verbal threats being made no there are you can be anti-semitic with a verbal threat you can be anti-semitic and and uh, engage in physical harm or you know draw a swastika or some sh that's also an anti-semitic hate crime One hundred thousand percent. the difference is who is carrying out these hate crimes is it people who are predisposed with the cause with the just cause of palestinian emancipation or is it people who are neo-nazis taking advantage of a situation who is it going by my experience the most crazed anti-semites hates palestinians too of course dude of course of course of course the number one haters of jews in america are nazis the guy who shot up the pittsburgh synagogue was literally a neo-nazi who hated donald trump and who said that he hated jews because he's a neo-nazi and he hated donald trump because donald trump didn't go far enough he was a trump supporter and he was like oh trump is in the pocket of jews that's what he said and he shot up the synagogue because he believed in the great replacement theory a theory that has been channeled through fox news time and time again a theory that very similar to the original fascist theories relied on jews like george soros creating a steady flow of brown immigrants coming into the united states of america that's what he openly said he wrote all of this out wasn't even a manifesto. He was just posting on Gab. Suspect arrested for anti-Semitic attack on women at Grand Central Subway Station, NYPD. Christopher Dugiar was accused of carrying out violent and seemingly random attack at 11.30. 29-year-old victim was a passerway in the 7 train where she was randomly hit in the face by a man. When she was asked the attacker why he punched her in the face, Dugiar simply said it was because you are Jewish. He then took off in the station while victim suffered minor injuries. Another attack happened in uh, California where some dude who was like a knife-wielding freak would try to go into the family uh, a family's home and there was a mezuzah at their door. These kinds of incidents absolutely increase whenever Israel is in the news, okay? But if you think that these guys are doing it because they legitimately think that they're defending Palestinian rights, you are out of your mind. My girlfriend is Jewish and not a Zionist, but her mom is. It has been straining their relationships recently. Yes, I've had a lot of friends. I've had a lot of Jewish friends ask me, like, how to basically try to have conversations with their own family members to which i of course always immediately go back to noah and ask him uh what the most uh acceptable ways what the best like ways to to have these conversations for my jewish friends are it, it's difficult it's not an easy conversation to have it's so much conditioning especially over the age of 50 it's like very gonna be almost impossible to get past that level of brainwashing very 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 hard can you explain what you mean by conditioning in what regard I mean, birthright, any kind of uh, Jewish holiday where, where there's some kind of congregation revolves or even familial connections to Israel. There is there's so much Jewish schools, Jewish camp, like a lot of I mean, ask the Jewish chatters in this community. They will openly explain or ask any Jewish friend you have. They will tell you uh, for them like they had to learn anti-Zionism. This was not like something that was taught at all. Here, this is the article. This is the article that uh, that Noah sent me the, to send to friends. As a Jewish chatter, you're 100% correct. The large amount of what I know about Israeli and Palestinian history is stuff 
stuff I've read about in the past, past few weeks. Prior, I was against the bombings in Gaza due to the imbalance in power, but I didn't understand the issue at large. I grew up with an Israeli, very Zionist stepmom, and it was when I went to Israel that made me realize something was very wrong and made me feel uncomfortable. It was hard to unlearn Zionism because it's hard to admit you were wrong. On February 16, members of France's Yellow Vest protest movement hurled anti- This is from 2019. Anti-Semitic insults at the distinguished French-Jewish philosopher Alain Finkielkraut. On February 19, swastikas were found on 80 gravestones in Alsace. Two days later, French President Emmanuel Macron, after announcing that Europe was facing a resurgence of anti-Semitism unseen since World War II, unveiled new measures to fight it. Among them was a new official definition of anti-Semitism. That definition, produced by the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance, includes, among its contemporary examples of anti-Semitism, denying the Jewish people their right to self-determination. In other words, anti-Zionism is Jew hatred. In doing so, Macron joined Germany, Britain, and the United States, and roughly 30 other governments. And like them, he made a tragic mistake. Anti-Zionism is not inherently anti-Semitic, and claiming it, is, claiming it uses Jewish suffering to erase Palestinian experience. Yes, anti-Semitism is growing. Yes, the world leaders must fight it fiercely, but in the words of great Zionist thinker, this is not the way. The argument that anti-Zionism is inherently anti-Semitic rests on three pillars. The first is that opposing Zionism is anti-Semitic because it denies to Jews what every other people enjoy, a state of their own. The idea that all other people can seek and defend their right to self-determination, but Jews cannot, declared Chuck Schumer, cousin of Amy Schumer. In 2017, he said, is anti-Semitism. As David Harris, the head of an American Jewish community uh, committee, put it last year, to deny the Jewish people of all the people of Earth, uh, all the people on Earth, the right to self-determination surely is discriminatory. All the peoples on Earth, the Kurds don't have their own state, neither do the Basques, Catalans, Scots, Kashmiris, Tibetans, Abkhazians, Ossetians, Lombards, Igbo, Oromo, Uyghurs, Tamils, Quebecois, nor dozens of people who have created nationalist movements to seek self-determination but fail to achieve it. Yet barely anyone suggests that Opposing a Kurdish or Katayan state makes you anti-Kurdish or anti-Katayan bigot. It is widely recognized that states based on ethnic nationalism, states created to represent and protect one particular ethnic group, are not the only legitimate way to ensure public order and individual freedom. Not if you ask the Quebecois. <laughs> Sometimes it's better to foster civic nationalism, a nationalism built around the borders rather than heritage, to make Spanish identity more inclusive of Katayans or Iraqi identity more inclusive of Kurds rather than carving those multi-ethnic states up. You'd think Jewish leaders would understand this. You'd think that they would understand it because of the many of the same Jewish leaders who call national self-determination a universal right are quite comfortable denying it to Palestinians. Argument number two is a variation of this theme. Maybe it is not bigoted to oppose the people's quest for statehood, but it is bigoted to take that statehood away once achieved. It is one thing to argue in the moot court of historical what-ifs that Israel should not have come into being, argued New York Times columnist Brett Stevens earlier this month. However, Israel is now home to nearly 9 million citizens with an identity that is as distinctively and proudly Israeli as the Dutch are Dutch or the Danes are Danish. Anti-Zionism proposes nothing less than the elimination of that identity and the political dispossession of those who cherish it. But it is not bigoted to try to turn a state based on ethnic nationalism, a state designed to protect and represent one's ethnic group, into a state based on civic nationalism, in which no ethnic group enjoys special privileges. In the 19th century, Afrikaners created several countries, among them the Transvaal and the Orange Free State, designed to fulfill their quest for national, national self-determination. Then in 1909, those two Afrikaner states merged with two states dominated by English-speaking whites to become the Union of South Africa, later the Republic of South Africa, which offered a kind of national self-determination 
to white South Africans. The problem, of course, was that the versions of self-determination upheld by the Transvaal and the Orange Free State and the apartheid South Africa excluded millions of black people living within their borders. 90% of the country was black at the time. This changed in 1994. By ending apartheid, South Africa replaced an Afrikaner ethnic nationalism and a white racial, racial nationalism with a civic nationalism that encompassed people of all ethnicities and races. It inaugurated a constitution that guaranteed the right of the South African people as a whole to self-determination. This wasn't bigotry, but it's opposite. I don't consider Israel an apartheid state, he said in 2019. I don't agree with uh, uh, Beinart on this, by the way. I, I actually don't know. I wonder what he thinks now. He might also think Israel's an apartheid state now. I'm not entirely sure, but it is. But its ethnic nationalism includes many of the people under its control. Stevens notes that Israel contains almost 9 million citizens. What he doesn't mention is that Israel also contains close to 5 million non-citizens. For the record, when he said this in 2019, Israel absolutely was an apartheid state. However, Human Rights Watch and Amnesty International did not consider Israel an apartheid state until 2021. So just remember that, okay? That's something to consider. Palestinians who live under Israeli control in the West Bank and Gaza Strip, yes, Israel still controls Gaza, without basic rights in the state that dominates their lives. One reason Israel doesn't give these Palestinians citizenship is because as a Jewish state designed to protect and represent Jews, it wants to retain a Jewish majority, and giving 5 million Palestinians the vote would imperil that. Even among Israel's 9 million citizens, roughly 2 million, the so-called Arab Israelis, are Palestinian. Stevens says that overturning Zionism would mean the political dispossession of Israelis. But according to polls, most of Israel's Palestinian citizens see it the opposite way. For them... Zionism represents a form of political dispossession. Because they live in a state that privileges Jews, they must endure an immigration policy that allows any Jew in the world to gain instant Israeli citizenship, yet makes Palestinian immigration to Israel virtually impossible. They live in a state whose national anthem speaks of the Jewish soul, whose flag features the Star of David, and which, by tradition, excludes Israel's Palestinian parties from its governing coalitions. A commission created in 2003 by the Israeli government itself described Israel's handling of the Arab sector as discriminatory. So long as Israel remains a Jewish state, no Palestinian citizen can credibly tell her son or daughter that they can come, become prime minister of the country in which they live. In these ways, Israel's form of ethnic nationalism, Zionism, denies equality to the non-Jews who live under Israeli control. My preferred solution would be for the West Bank and Gaza Strip to become a Palestinian state, thus giving Palestinians their own territories, citizenship, and an ethnically nationalist, though hopefully democratic country of their own. I'd also try to make Israel's ethnic nationalism more inclusive by, among other things, but I don't, I don't even agree with this, by the way. I just want you to know. I, I, I'm a one-stater. I believe in a one-state solution. I do not believe. I do not believe in a two-state solution. Uh, I don't think it's viable without a lot of genuine violence. Like, if you believe forcibly removing people from their homes is a violent act, then the 470,000 settlers in the West Bank that are currently illegally occupying the West Bank have to be removed from their homes. A concept that uh, I was having a conversation with Ethan on, specifically as I talked about Palestinians having a legal right to violently resist the occupation, especially in the West Bank. The reality is there is a legal right for Palestinians to be able to fight back with violent means against every settler and the IDF in the West Bank. It is literally legal by international law. This would be horrifying if by some magic palestinians were like as armed all of a sudden as the the israeli occupying forces there would be horrifying purges that occur if the palestinians willed and wanted to fight back against the settlers in the west bank this would be horrifyingly bloody so i think that the two-state solution in general is not going to happen ever and i think that israel has regularly utilized the 
possible two-state solution to just completely deny Palestinians any kind of right to self-determination or a nation-state uh, uh, developing. Why I believe in a one-state solution and have for some time now. But in a post-Holocaust world where anti-Semitism remains frighteningly prevalent, I want Israel to remain a state with special obligation to protect Jews. To seek to replace Israel's ethnic nationalism with civic nationalism, however, is not inherently bigoted. Last year, three Palestinian members of the Knesset introduced a bill to turn Israel from a Jewish state into a state for all of its citizens. As one of those Knesset members, Jamal Zahalka, explained, we do not deny Israel or its right to exist as a home for Jews. We are simply saying that we want to base the existence of a state not on the preference of Jews, but on the basics of equality. The state should exist in the framework of equality and not in the framework of a preference and superiority. Wouldn't a one-state solution lead to so much terrorism? Yeah. Is that what happened in apartheid South Africa? Was that not a concern, you think, for white people in apartheid South Africa? It was. It, there's always that concern. The correct way to do that, if we're going to talk about the, the hypothetical violence that might occur as a, as a way to stop the ongoing violence that is occurring, I mean, that's a silly argument to begin with, but if you were... If you want to talk about that, the reality is as long as you solve material inequalities as swiftly as and, and as efficiently as possible and offer a right to return to Palestinians, then there is no like the the likelihood that you are going to see a lot of terror is is relatively low. 